What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host, Hayes, and we are coming off finishing a long two weeks of covering almost nothing but draft prospects. We've been covering draft prospects. We've done 26 drafts, draft prospects in about two weeks. Uh, we've had probably the most in-depth coverage when it comes to draft prospects for any type of Bears-specific uh, YouTube creator. And so, Listen, I've been very proud of the work that we did, but on today's episode, I want to talk about the prospects and the potential that we still, prospects isn't a good word, right? But the potential and some players that we still have on this roster, and I'm keying in on players. One of these guys, I know you guys are going to, uh, as a fandom, I think we're kind of over, but I'm going to talk about the potential still left in Io DeSumo, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, and Marco Simonovich. We're going to get into that and talk about what they still have to left to offer the team in their growth and how that growth can really help take the Bulls possibly to the next level. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. Okay, Bulls fans. So, after this this week of talking, or this couple of weeks of talking about uh, draft prospects, it's really, you know, you know thinking about the, the potential that a lot of these prospects have, whether AK and Eversley decide to go high upside or if they decide to go somebody who can contribute right now or a hybrid of those things with somebody who has a skill that can contribute right now, like Atari Eason being amazing defensively, but still with enough upside that you still can look at how their projection, how they're going to um, grow over time and how that can possibly help continue to improve that team. But with all that being said, it's really made me think, especially today, on the potential that we still have on this roster, on the, the untapped uh, development that we still have for some of these players on this team. Now, again, you know, some of these have shown more than more than others. Some of these have given, been given more opportunity than others. And we're going to start off with Io DeSumo. Now, we all know Io DeSumo came in. His defense got him minutes, and he used that opportunity to do amazingly well. And the advanced analytics on Io DeSumo have, uh, defensively are amazing. When I say that the advanced analytics for Io DeSumo's defense aren't just great for a rookie, aren't just great for a point guard, they're almost all NBA type good. Now, it's up to him over playing more games, playing more minutes for him to, to prove that he can continue that, and that's something that he's going to uh, continue to do. But the de defensive upside of Io DeSumo is the main thing that you just look at him and, and when you look at these numbers and you say this guy not only can be an amazing defender, he can possibly be one of the best guarded defenders in the league when it's all said and done. He continues his development. And, you know, shout out to Io, who we know he hit a rookie wall, and that makes sense. Uh, he came in, he played more games this season than what he's played at any point in his life playing basketball, more minutes than he was expected to play. Had to be our starter after Lonzo Ball went down primarily. Um, and it's just, he he stood the test. Yes, he still had some issues, especially not shooting sometimes in, in tight and close games, being shy to shoot that. But I expect a lot of that to go away in Io DeSumo's second year. Now let's talk about the numbers. Io DeSumo in his rookie year, a PER, a player efficiency rating of 11.23. Now that isn't, it's not worldly, right? It's not, but we understand why that is. Uh, a true shooting percentage of 60%. Now that is amazing. His overall numbers, 8.8 .8, uh, points per game, 2.8 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game. Again, not anything that's going to, you're going to look and see, hey, just those, those numbers themselves are going to be amazing. But watching Io DeSumo play, watching his growth over the course of this season, watching how he learned things within games. We all know it's been storied, the move that he learned from Bradley Bill and immediately used against him. But even more so than that, Io DeSumo, every play of every game of this season, 
he got better. He learned something. And before hitting that rookie wall, it was it was all upside and amazing from Ayo Dosumu. And looking at what, at what Ayo Dosumu could mean to this team, uh, especially playing behind Lonzo Ball, Alice Caruso, and Ayo Dosumu may very well, if Lonzo does have to end up getting a late offseason surgery, may be our starter to start the season. And what type of questions is that going to arise? Now, Io, this is the last year of his contract. The Bulls do have to extend him next summer. So a year from now, we're going to be talking about what type of deal Io DeSumo is going to get from the Chicago Bulls. But his upside, the potential of Io, he's, he's not even scratched the surface of what he showed offensively in college. And that's what makes Io so, just such an amazing, uh, uh, Not I don't want to use the word prospect, but a, a part of this team is because as he starts unloading and feeling more comfortable to show that offensive side of the game that he flashed as a scorer in college, the sky's going to be the limit for Io DeSumo. And I look at Io DeSumo's potential as definitely a starter in the NBA. And what that means long-term, it's up for the Bulls front office and the coaching staff to figure that out. I'm not ready. I, Lonzo Ball needs to be on this team long-term as well. Io DeSumo is just amazing. And what he, like I said, that defensive skill that he has and if he starts flashing that offensive skill that those of us who watched him in college did see, we're talking about a player that with amazing defense can easily average between 12 and 14 points per game and 8, 9, 10 assists per game at some point. Now, one thing that we did not see is that, and more so than not, at times Billy Donovan did trust Io DeSumo to really run the offense, but Billy Donovan didn't really allow even unlock Lonzo as a half-court facilitator as well that's something that i do hope that billy donovan allows for his point guard to do is more half court facilitation next season as well and if we see that best believe i think we're going to see a season in which io desumu damn near gets a double double so be on the lookout for that io desumu's potential is high i wanted to start off with him because we all know the potential in io desumu and when you get that type of value in the second round the sky's the limit for how you can continue to build out your team now one of the most polarizing players when it comes well, I think Kobe White's going to probably be the most polarizing that we're covering here. But with, with Bulls fans, is Patrick Williams who we're going to talk about next. Patrick Williams, people either see the next Kawhi, the next, uh, you know, whoever you want to compare him to. Um, or some people just say, hey, I do not see the killer instinct from this kid. And it makes me not really want to trust his potential. Trade him for whatever you can get. Now, the people who are saying trade him for Jeremy Grant, no, that's not going to happen. When you have a 20-year-old player that did the things that, uh, that Patrick Williams is dead. I'm not even going to bring up what Patrick Williams numbers this season. As we know, he didn't play very many games. But one of the things that we have seen come along, if you watch the Summer League, that Patrick Williams does have an ability to be a point forward. Now, again, I do want to address the people who say that Patrick Williams isn't a power forward. Is he more of a three? That remains to be seen. His foot speed isn't as fast as a lot of threes in this league. I do see that Patrick Williams can probably be a starting four in this league. When you look at look at the power starting look, look at the power forwards that are in the the damn uh, NBA Finals right now. They, are, they aren't the 6'9 power forwards that, that are traditional. Patrick Williams at, at 6'7, and I believe a 7'2 wingspan can absolutely play power forward in the league. Needs to improve his strength, things like that. And, you know, it's it's going to happen. But I'm not worried about Patrick Williams being a power forward in this league or in this team, especially as long as DeMar DeRozan is going to be on this team. He's going to be a power forward. That's just what's going to happen. But, but the potential of Patrick Williams, some people see it, some people don't. For me, I think that even if Patrick Williams doesn't hit that Kawhi Leonard comparison, which it's going to be hard for anybody to hit, I can see Patrick Williams absolutely being a a 15-8 assist, I mean, uh, 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 eight rebound, six assist player in this league. And the thing with Patrick Williams, and the thing why this Bulls team is so protective of him in the front office is not just the upside that he provides, but it's also that Patrick Williams allowed so much flexibility in how else you can build this team. 
For example, just look at it now. Patrick Williams being the starting power forward projected going into next season, things like that coming into the season he was the starting power forward, allowed DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine to play next together. Two players that have historically played shooting guard in their career. Yes, DeMar's played more small forward since he went to the Spurs and things like that. But again, flexibility, because once DeMar is gone, which DeMar has two years left on this contract, you can slide Patrick Williams back to the three, and then you can go after a big four. Or you can go after another more mobile, quicker three that can shoot more threes and have Patrick Williams doing his thing. The thing with Patrick Williams is the fact that DeMar DeRozan's taking him under his ring. He's already out in L.A. working with DeMar DeRozan. If he can develop that more, I don't even want to say necessarily killer instinct, but I want to say that, that no more hesitation. Taking the, taking the shots confidently. Patrick Williams in this season, again, I didn't want to bring up his stats very heavily, but true shooting percentage of 60%. We did see Patrick Williams even... At when he got hurt, that game, he was being more aggressive. I think really with Patrick Williams, it is confidence. He needs to build up that confidence. But I don't think that Patrick Williams coming into his third year is going to be a player that's hesitant to shoot. I think they're going to build him up, especially working with DeMar. And I think that that is going to work itself out to a degree when it comes to Patrick Williams. Now, looking at what his potential is, long-term potential, I already said I can see Patrick Williams easily being a 15 eight assists, six, uh, I'm sorry, eight rebounds, six assists, player, maybe more like four or five assists, things like that. I can absolutely see that being from Patrick Williams. And the thing is, is that it's not always, I think people want to see Patrick Williams turn into that 20, 22 per, per, point per game scorer and what he does defensively, what he has shown. And for people who say that he doesn't rebound well, look at his rebounding rate for his position. As a rookie, for his position at small forward, his rebounding rate was really good. For a power forward in the games that he did play, rebounding rate pretty good. And he showed some ability and a better knack for rim protection and blocking shots later in the season. Now, again, like we said, don't want to just use the season, but that's up to him to show. The potential of a Patrick Williams on this team is huge. And when people say, hey, maybe we should include Patrick Williams in the deal, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I've been very vocal that I don't think this front office is going to include Patrick Williams in a deal. But I don't, uh, if, if it's a, if it's a deal for a player that gets you, true into championship contention, then you have to make that deal. But still, the potential of Patrick Williams on this team is hugely high. And again, as he continues to grow 20 years old, he's only 20. He's younger than most of the prospects that I've covered in these draft profiles. You got to continue to bet and to, and to develop that potential in him because I get it, because that potential in Patrick Williams, in Iota Sum, and everybody that we're talking on this list, as much as people focus on that, that three-year window, now two-year window that people just think that the Bulls have, that gets extended when you have a second-round pick like Iowa Desuma. That gets extended when you have a 20-year-old player like Patrick Williams who hopefully makes a leap in the third season, another leap in the fourth season. Like, again, smaller, progressively leaps, and then you look and you have these this core that's very solid and easy to add to and people want to play with. Patrick Williams may not end up being a superstar, but Patrick Williams may be one of those players that does attract and people want to play next to because he makes their job easier. And that's, that's what the realistic potential of a Patrick Williams is. And, you know, some Bulls fans don't want to wait on that, and that's fine. But, you know, let me know down below, what do you think the long-term potential of Patrick Williams is after two seasons? What do you expect from him in your theory? I want to hear from you guys down below on that. With the next one, this one is probably, honestly, the most polarizing one. Kobe White. <gasps> Jacoby White. Um, highest PER of his career with, with uh, uh, 12.60. Um, a true shooting percentage of 56% as well. Uh, averages of 12.7 points per game three rebounds per game, 2.9 assists per game. Those are solid numbers. The thing with Kobe White is the inconsistency, is the fact when the shot's not on, people ask what else he does. He did make a, a nice leap defensively as well. But looking at Kobe White's December, January, and February, that is three months out the season. That's almost half the season. Kobe White had averages of 16 points per game over those three months. 
43% three-point shooting, over 40% overall from the field. That is that is what we need. If Kobe White was able to give that consistently, I don't think the questions will remain on Kobe White. The issues with Kobe White are is that can the Bulls, with having prospects in I.O. and Patrick Williams, who they seem to be more invested in and who are going to get minutes, Kobe White coming off the bench, that inconsistency, is that a potential that the Bulls can still bet on? Or are they going to look in the draft at a, at a player like, like um, some of the players that I cover, like a Blake Wesley, things like that, of players who can come in and give a lot of that same scoring thing but have a higher defensive upside and that you then say, hey, Kobe, goodbye. Um, things like that. Kobe White's long-term potential on this team is I'm going to put that at a zero because I don't see Kobe White being on this team by the end of the season. I have said that there is an absolute possibility that Kobe White, that they improve this bench enough, that they improve it with a big man, they improve it with some consistent veterans, that they then say, hey, we can still take it, we can we can bet on, or not really bet on Kobe's, but we can allow for Kobe's inconsistencies because we have consistency around the rest of the bench. That remains to be seen, but when it comes to Kobe White, 22 years old, still very young, the thing with Kobe is his contract's almost up. He has to be extended next season as well, and very well the Bulls may have to just for financial reasons, space on the bench, roster construction. The Bulls may very well have to say, hey, it's either Io or it's Kobe White, and they're going to bet on Io with that defensive upside. Everything, like I said, almost generational advanced analytics for Io, Io, uh, Io DeSumo defensively. Kobe White does not have a one thing like that. Like, I love Kobe White, and I do think that if, if – when the Bulls do trade Kobe White and he goes to a team that can invest in his development, Kobe White is going to develop that consistency. Now, is that consistency a 16 to 20 point per game score? Or is it more like a 12 to 15 point per game score? But I think he's going to get to being that being that consistently. And with the strides that he also made, weak side defense, on ball defense is still a little bit of a thing for him, not nearly as good. But then do Bulls fans look back at that and then try to use that as saying, hey, the Bulls traded away Kobe White and now look at what he turned into. And Kobe White is one of the more perplexing players to judge on their potential here on this list out of the four players that I'm covering because, yeah, Kobe still has tons of, ton. let me be clear here, Kobe White has tons of potential, but that time may have run out for him to give that potential on the Bulls roster because Kobe, looking at, like, they almost have to move him because, like I said, if the Bulls know that they're not willing to pay both him and Io, you almost have to move him because Kobe White is going to get an offer between $10 and $13 million per season. That's just, when you look at what at what players who can even give what he gave, the, the shooting that he's able to offer, the scoring. I also think the Bulls try to make him more of a shooter when he should be more of a scorer. But with that being said, the scoring potential of Kobe White is super high, and that's going to make a team really be willing to bet on him, especially if it's a rebuilding team that just wants to take as many bites at the apple as they can get. But let me know what you guys think about Kobe White. Now, the last one, the biggest question mark on here, and the thing why, and the reason why I wanted to do this list initially is because as we look for big man prospects for the Chicago Bulls, and shout out to Pat the Designer when we did um, uh, Nikola Jovic today on Locked On Bulls, he brought up, "Hey, do the Bulls draft Nikola Jovic when don't they kind of already have that guy, Marco Simonovic?" The questions around Marco, the fact that the Bulls needed size, they needed a power forward, and they didn't go to him. Now, yes, it could be that they didn't want to stun his growth. It could be what I've been saying is that he needs to put on weight. He got body. He is not ready to defend on the NBA level. But looking at Marco's raw skill set, I'm not going to bring in his D-League numbers because I hate when people do that. D-League numbers mean nothing. Just know he balled out in the G-League. Go and watch those games. Marco Simonovic flash, three-point shooting, three-level uh, shooting, elite passing in the G-League. It's just that we need to see that. Now, the offensive upside of, of Marco Simonovic, we already know. But the question also remains is, have we not seen this story already? Did we not see this with Laurie Marketing? Did we not see this with, um, with, with Meritage? 
Do we not see this already? And some Bulls fans aren't willing to wait on it. Some Bulls fans doubt it. Some Bulls fans think, hey, Marco needs to ball out. Maybe it's Billy Donovan who doesn't believe in Marco. Who knows? Marco Simonovic's upside is wild. But the thing is, is that, yes, he needs to put on weight. And I will say this. If Marco Simonovic isn't getting 10 to 12 minutes on the Bulls bench next season, what the fuck is going on? We need to ask those questions. But his upside is huge. The potential is huge. And again, the whole point of this episode is while we're looking at draft prospects and bringing in more potential to this roster, if AK and Eversley keep the pick, I could have just covered 26 prospects that we don't even keep the pick on. But with that being said, what about the players still on this roster? What about the, the, the internal development that we still have to do? What about the huge question mark in a player like Marco Simonovic? We don't even really know. Uh, if you don't watch Dealey, you don't even know his skills. He's like a unicorn at this point. You don't know. You've never seen it. I want to hear from you guys. What do you think about the potential that we still have on this team, the, 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 the untapped potential that we still have in the growth of these players on this team? And are you willing to bet on that if it means extending that window? Or do you think the Bulls should trade these players to win now? Let me know what you guys think down below. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. I appreciate you guys so much. It's been a long couple of weeks of draft coverage. I got a special thing dropping for you guys tomorrow, by the way. So be on the lookout for that. Also, we do have our live stream tonight. So if you made it to the end of this video, be on the lookout for the live stream. And we got our mailbag episode coming in. So make sure you get any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns in for the mailbag. Make sure you're following also the podcast at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. You can send us those feedback, questions, comments, concerns at bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, you can leave a text and or voicemail 773-270-2799, which is also listed in the description. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. I'm Hayes. Like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.